Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Welcome to today's episode. We have a special guest with us, Mr. Runson Hill. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, excited to be here, man. It's uh, good seeing you online. I know we spent a little time in Cabo a little while ago, but it's uh, this is the second best thing, right? And hanging out uh, over Zoom. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It was such a great visit with you down in Los Cabos, Mexico. Um, love hanging out with you, man. You're solid, solid awesome. dude as well as a great businessman. <laughs> Thanks, man. It was really, really good being with you, man. I just, I just love I, when you get around people that are into personal development and growing. Like it's just. It's just amazing. I mean, that's like your world you live in. So I just so appreciate about that about you, Rudy. Thanks, man. Thank you. And for our listeners who are maybe hearing about you for the first time, I always want to share a few uh, bio points about you. So uh, Runston not only is a really good looking ball dude that runs Spartan races and places top three <laughs> in, in his class, <laughs> he's also a general partner in a 2000 multifamily unit uh uh, fund that has over $200 million worth of investment in multifamily units. So you uh, you lead multifamily meetups in California, Glendale specifically, and uh, and you're also the host of the Mailbox Money Show. Uh, and you recently uh, had an event, a pretty big event here in, in LA that we're going to talk about here in a moment. And you released your book, which is now an Amazon bestseller, Fire Yourself, Replace Your Working Income with passive income in three years or less. Yes, please sign me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all want that, right? <laughs> yes, you, you hit the nail on the head. Fire yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's what we want. We want to learn how to make money while we sleep. So that's what the whole focus of the book is. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I'm actually going to ask you a few more questions about the book here um, towards the end of the interview so our, our audience has an opportunity to know about the book and Maybe you can give an opportunity to uh, know where to find the book, that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, Run said you recently did an event in LA. Uh, tell us a little bit about the event. What was the name of the event, and what was the uh, the outcome, or what was the the theme of the event? Yeah, so it was called the Advanced Real Estate Investing Summit. Uh, we're going to do it next year as the Advanced Investing Summit. So it's going to be just a little shorter. But uh, it's basically focused on real estate strategies, investing strategies, reducing taxes, um, you know, really trying to get the highest level of people in the room we can to try to learn as much as we can. And I find there's a lot of collaboration when you get just really amazing people in the room. So I was really, we had about 170 people. It was the first time we did it. We were hoping to get around 200 to 250, but we got 170. So we're happy with that. And we're hoping for twice as many next year. So working on just continue to try to grow the brand and grow the event. Awesome, man. So it was a, an advanced real estate investing seminar, uh, about 170 people. And I believe it was, was it one day, a day and a half type of. Yeah, event? it was, it was, a, it was a full day. It was like a Friday all day, but we did a Thursday evening for the VIPs. So next year we're committed to do like a two and a half day event. So we're going to do two full days and then a half day, uh, or like a night, the night before, you know, the night before figuring out kind of the details of it, but, uh, we're gonna do a little bit longer. Awesome, man. Great. Great that you're going to do that next year. Um, 
so you had this event, you brought together real estate investors and different types of investors. Uh, Cause I got to see some of the lineup. You had some great speakers there, some great teachers. And, uh, you know, let's jump right into dissecting your event. You know, what do you, this was your first event, correct me if I'm wrong, your first event that you held. Uh, yeah, we, we do uh, meetups in, uh, we do a real estate meetup in Glendale, California. We usually have, a, I think we had 65 people last night. Uh, so we have a monthly meetup there. So that's been fun to kind of host those. But when you do, I mean, that's, you know, for a couple hours, two, three hours, when you do a full day event or you're doing multiple days, it's just a whole nother level. Uh, it's amazing how you have months of planning and then the minutes go by really fast. So it's kind of wild how you do so much planning and then the event just kind of flies by. But yeah, it's the first First big event that we've done, and and uh, had a partner I, I worked in the event with, and um, it, it was it was a very overall it was a very good experience. A lot of work, you know, I was totally exhausted afterwards, but I think that's kind of the way it generally can be. So, uh, first one, but it was it was good. Awesome, man! Way to go, way to go! And what would you say are some of the the wins from that event? Well, we like to highlight the the victories or the wins. Yeah. So the wins are, you know, obviously uh, I, I don't think we haven't tallied it up yet. I don't, I think we about broke even, we may have you know, either lost a little bit or gained a little bit, but uh, we had a moment about six weeks before the event where my partner on the event and I looked at each other and thought, I mean, we may end up losing like 15 K each on this event. <laughs> and so we have a lot of things we did to try to get more people there and to try to really push attendance and it seemed to work, but uh, um, you know, we're just, you know, trying to, we cut some expenses, did different things, but it worked out. But I think, I think that one thing is, you know, having part, like my partner and I on this are just really well matched to do it. So she's really good with the details. I was good at getting some really big speakers. So in real estate, um, the number one podcast in the real estate world is called the bigger pockets podcast. And we got the host of the bigger pockets podcast. David Green was there. Uh, Ken McElroy is a friend of mine who did the forward to my book as well. He's a part of it. Neil Bawa. So there's some big, big influencers in the space. So I'm hoping, you know, I kind of realized like one thing for me is like when you can anchor and you can get a couple big speakers. So my plan for this next year is to find out when Ken and David are available, if they, you know, a couple of kind of make sure they can commit. And then once they're in, then I can go to other people and say, hey, we've got these speakers. Do you want to join as well? And this is the second time now. And it's just, it was a little challenging to get sponsors because um, it's the first time. You know, we don't know if you're going to do this event. Nobody's going to show up. And and so now that we've had a, a good turnout, we did have some sponsors, but I think it will be easier hopefully next year to get more sponsors. Right on, man. Cool. So we've got a couple of mix of wins there and also some uh, challenges uh, congratulations on getting the uh, some big names, some pretty big names in your space there for your first official one day event. That's excellent. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. It's always a uh, you know it's it's a push. I mean, you never know to you know how it's going to work. Is it going to work the way you hope, or is it not? And and you know, there's always risk. And so, being willing to risk, though, I think that's a healthy place to be if you're willing to do your part and do the best you can and look at a best and worst case scenario. And if you can handle both and you know, you, you like, it will be okay. So. Yeah. And can you maybe fill in the gaps a little bit about like what took place during that event? Um, you know, I know it was one day, so it won't take so long, but just kind of talk us through what that event looked like and how you structured it. Um, yeah. So we had, um, like I said, we had the VIPs, they paid more money to be there the day before um, the, uh, you know, I think just in general, I mean, we realized just to do a meal, like not even a full meal, like a sit down, but just like a, like hors d'oeuvres, it was like, 
I feel like it was like $200 a person or something. It was like really expensive. Part of that was including the room fee and they, they just kind of charge you. They basically got the room for free, but they charge you for the food. <laughs> they charge you kind of outrageously and they have all the fees and the taxes. It's basically like a 50% markup on whatever the outrageous prices already are. And so um, we did that. And then during the full day event, uh, we started about 8.30 in the morning. We had um, uh, we had some panels. So we had like a real estate panel uh, with uh, four amazing people. And then I moderated that. We had an economics panel, which I also moderated. Then we had an alternative asset panel that my partner moderated. And we just, we had some keynotes as well. We had a couple of sponsors get up and say a couple of things. Um, next year, I've got some ideas for things we can create, but um, it, it was really packed. We started at 8.30, we had a break. Uh, in the morning, we had a lunch break and then we had a break in, I think we had an hour for lunch and then we had a break in the afternoon and then it finished. We wanted to finish right at 6 p.m. so that we could kind of continue on and have a happy hour and just continue to have everybody hang out and network and that kind of thing. So, um, so you know, it was very action packed. And one of the issues we had in the beginning is that the uh, the AV crew that was there, uh, they were not ready in time. They thought they could set everything up in the morning and they showed up and they just were not ready. So it's like 10 minutes before we're supposed to start and there's like crap everywhere and so it's a little stressful, you know? And so finally, like we're, you know, kind of getting past the time we said we're going to start. And I said, Hey, just give me a microphone that works, put this image up on these screens and let's get started. And you can figure out the rest of the break. You know, I was like, let's, let's just get this going. And so that was my, my, my most critical feedback to them was just, Hey, I don't want to start 15 minutes late next year. I want you guys to come in the, the day before and get it all set up. And then we can just sound check it in the morning because it was just, it was a little stressful. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Cause you only got one day and you got so many big names and people are waiting and yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't have, you don't have 30 minutes to wait because you got everything lined up. Yeah. Yeah. When we got back on time, so it was okay. And, and people really didn't notice they're out talking and it was fine. But uh, you know, as an organizer, especially when you have an event like that, where you're like, we really want to be on schedule here. And you know, if something sets you back like that, that's just not even part of your event. It's just like the, I mean, it's, it's an AV issue or something like that's like, you know, it's one thing if a speaker goes a little long, but if it's just like, Hey, we're waiting for an extra, you know, 15 minutes, that's not, I don't know. That's just, maybe that's a me thing. I just really try to be respectful of people's time. And, uh, you know, that was, that was, and anyway, most people again, didn't really pick up on that, but, uh, we picked up on that. It was a little stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I imagine. So, um, so kind of along that same vein, I like to talk about, you know, lessons learned right now you've done your first event. You went through the experience and now you have a bunch of things that you've made, you know, things that didn't work as well as you would have hoped they would have and things you might do differently. I'm curious if you'd like to share maybe some of those things that didn't work or didn't work as well as you would have hoped and what lesson you learned from that. Yeah. So the AV one, that was, that was a learning there. Um, I think one thing I've noticed, I just went to an event with Brendan Bouchard and, and my light I was telling you about, and they had just such a great job when they would like have people come to the stage they would just really like kind of get the crowd all worked up and get the music going and people stand up and start clapping and then dance. just kind of like doing a little more of the hype, right? Getting people a little more into it, getting the physiology into it. And so I really want to do that next year is just really make sure that we have really good music between we're, you know, really spending time and people get up and like just kind of really encouraging people to, to get excited. I think that's one thing. Um, another thing I think, you know, we talked about, uh, I had to kind of talk my partner in this a bit, but uh, to do a uh, to do a two and a half day event really is not that much more work than doing a one and a half day event. And so just adding another day, it's it's not like it, it's more work, but it's not like a lot more work. It's just another day and you're already there and people are already there. And it actually gives people more of a chance to 
really come in and fly from across the country. You know, if it's, if it's just kind of like a day, a lot of people don't want to come from the East coast to LA to do that. Right. So if you have something that's a little bit longer, it gives more time. Also, I know you and I've talked about, it, it gives a little more credibility to, if you have a longer event, it just kind of really, uh, you know, sets you up in that way that you're, you're that leader in the industry, which that's kind of what we were going for as well. Um, so those are a couple of things. And then, um, some of the sponsors we've had, I think, you know, continuing to follow up with them. We got, we were able to kind of negotiate a couple of sponsorships, like kind of right at the end. Uh, we had a couple decent sized sponsorships that came in through like just, you know, kind of at the 11th hour. So that was kind of cool to see. And so just, you know, again, it's, it's just the learnings that happen. It's just the little things, and then um, I think as far as promotion, I really want to try to play around or get an ad agency or somebody involved with ads. We were really not, we tried a little bit of ads, but we just were not successful at all. And so we cut in and just tried to do a bunch of kind of affiliate and, you know, tried to have people that were speaking, promote and things like that. But a lot of people, they don't want to promote your event, right? So that's the challenge of how do you effectively promote an event and get people there. And so I need to actually pick your brain a little bit more on that, Rudy, on how to effectively promote an event to get the right people in the room. Yeah, you know, it's actually, you asked that. I think that's probably one of the most common things, questions that come up is how to promote, how to get more people to the room. You know, that's like the universal challenge <laughs> for, yeah. for events. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's the nail right there. Um, awesome, man. Well, thank you for being so open about your, your first event and some of the wins as well as some of the things that, you know, didn't work as well as you could have and some of the things you'd consider doing differently the next time around. Um, I know this is just the beginning of now you adding events to your business model, now going to expand with a two, two and a half day event and continuing to go from there. But you're really excited to, to uh, have you back on the show here once you, you know, uh, get the next uh, iteration under your belt and learn more about what you learned from that experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I love right. to, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just, I would love to take the next few minutes to actually hear more about your book. Um, just came out New Amazon bestseller. Tell us about fire yourself. How do we replace our in passive in our active income with passive income in three years or less? Yeah. Yeah. So this book, uh, really comes from the, uh, the Warren Buffett, you know, learn how to make money while you sleep or you're working, work until you die. So a lot of entrepreneurs were great at making money. We're great at hustling. We're great at getting out there and making it happen. But there comes a point where, you, you don't want to do that anymore. Or maybe you're, you know, you're not able to the business, you sell the business, or maybe there's a health issue or there's a family member or something and be able to have passive income uh, as a baseline is huge because it gives you a lot of flexibility. And so this book just talks about, you know, if you've only uh, kind of maybe invested in stocks or had a money financial person, it's just talking, you know, with the money you're making, how do you actually grow your wealth and in things like real estate and other assets? And there's ways you can do it where it's more passive, where you're not, managing properties. And uh, a lot of people think it's, you know, uh, passive investing is owning single family houses or it's trading stocks online or something. I don't think those are either. Those are really passive because they're not really scalable and they don't produce a lot of cash. And so we've found things like real estate, you know, multifamily real estate, ATM machines, car washes. And so that's what our business does. But the book just kind of talks about how do you, how do you vet this, you know, these types of investments? How do you find these deals? Um, how do you, what are some of the risks involved? Just try to give people a good framework so when they finish, they can say, oh, I feel like I've got a good picture of what this looks like and how to start getting invested in passive deals. Awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I totally relate to that as an entrepreneur and running the hamster wheel and knowing that, hey, sometimes, not all the time, so I've built some systems in place, but sometimes when I'm not putting the energy in, that the money doesn't come 
and you know come back so i love the yeah. idea of turning that active income into passive income so that you know it's not 100% relying on me to show up every day right um so such an important message that i can't stress enough for event leaders who are listening to this you have so much energy so much effort goes into the event you know hopefully you have a great experience and you make great money at your event but what do you do with that money right do you have to do you continue doing events because you have to for cash flow purposes or do you take that cash create passive income and then continue to do events because that's what you feel called to do or that's just the right action to take in your business versus i must do this because this is the way the money comes comes in yeah yeah and by the way it's a totally different experience um both as an attendee and as an, a leader when you're doing the event because it's something you're called to do or something that's the right action versus like oh if we don't do this event and we don't make money at this event and like we're we don't have money right it's a different yeah. energy totally yeah. and people sense that i mean it's really like when you do it because you love it or you do it out of legacy and like I have financial freedom, so I do it because I want to do it. Right? I don't have to. We don't have to work. You know, I can kind of do whatever. But you know, I want to do it because I want to contribute. Right? And it gives you. You come from a totally different place than just. Hey, I'm just trying to make this hustle, and and sooner or later, I mean, we get it when we get it. You know, so I wish I'd gotten it sooner. I know some guys in their 20s that are doing tons of investing and big apartment deals and all this. And that's great, but like, we get it when we get it. You know, the student is ready, the teacher appears, and that's. Work for me, and so I just hope to be people's guide and teacher, kind of on that path as well. Yeah, wonderful, man. And speaking about being a teacher and a guide, can you share with us the best way to uh, find your book? How do how can we go get your book? Yeah, if you just search Bronson Hill, which is my name, and fire yourself, um, you'll find it online. It's on it's on Amazon, it's on Audible, it's on all the all the sites. So um, happy to connect that way, or you can just go to my website, BronsonEquity.com, and there'll be some information about it as well. Awesome, man. Awesome. And I do know that you put out very regular content like interviews and 10 minute videos on almost like a weekly basis, right? I just recorded some today. We talk about economics. We talk about, you know, investing. We talk about all kinds of, you know, networking and just how do you, I mean, just kind of all around this topic, right? How do you invest? How do you find deals? How do you vet them? How do you, what are your mistakes? What are things to watch out for? All the stuff, because it's, you know, again, the best investment I would say that you can make really is in your own, own education. So if you're investing in yourself, and I know you're a big fan of kind of personal investment as well. I know you take a pride in actually, you know, how much money you spend on investing in yourself and being in the right rooms. And uh, so I think, you know, reading books are, it's incredibly valuable and learning and going to events. So I think it's, it is, I think it's really important. So for sure. Awesome, brother. Yeah, you too, man. I know you're a lifelong learner. So for yeah. if, for our audience, uh, I'm actually going to pick up your book right away and uh, encourage you to learn how to fire yourself, turn your active income into passive income, turn that event income into some passive income so that you can take a break sometimes. <laughs> All right, Rosa, thanks for being on uh, our show today. Really appreciate you taking the time and we'll go ahead and call it a wrap. Thank you. Sounds good, Rudy. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. 
Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez, and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.